I'll be taking my text from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. We'll be starting at verse 4. Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. I was recently in Israel, and we heard about this verse a lot. This is something that the Jews will memorize. It's one of the first things they memorize. And what happens, uh, first of all, when we see the word Lord capitalized, that is taking the place of the word Yahweh, which you cannot, they don't utter that word. Uh, They don't speak God's name because they don't feel worthy. And so we know that and this is a very important scripture for them because this is really what, what they hold on to. What they hold on to is the Lord our God is one God. They hold on to that one. And what, what they do is, uh, I remember we would go to, uh, when we went to the hotel, uh, you go to the, the door and on the post was a little angled box. And inside that box was that scripture. They usually would have the second, second uh, verse 5 as well, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and all thy might. And so that was in every box on every doorpost. And I remember flying uh, over to Israel, and as we were getting close, all of a sudden a gentleman stood up and started binding all these things around his hands and put this thing on his head with a big, excuse me, with a big box right here on, the, on his forehead. And then he would go pray, and that was a uh, that was someone that was binding the sign upon his hand and a frontlets between his eyes, and those same scriptures were in that box. So this was the, something that's taken very seriously, and uh, as we consider these these words, I thought it would be important for us to know what some of these words mean. We have the English translation, and it's, it's of course, done very well. But the word all, it, it, the word is kol, and that means the whole, or all, any, and every. All-encompassing. The word heart, labab, uh, is the organ, the, the heart, but also means understanding. Later in Scripture, we do hear the same similar thing, but it does also say with all your mind, here, the heart means both, heart and mind, okay? Our soul, nefesh, means breath, our very breath. We hear that the Lord gives us the every breath we get. 
and might, me'od, means vehement. thought that was interesting. Vehemently or vehement. So might isn't just strength, it's how you go about it. With all your might. So we are to love God with the entirety of our being, with every breath, and with every ounce of energy we could possibly muster. I don't think he leaves anything out, do you? Yeah, God does it right, doesn't he? That's exactly what he's saying. How do you like to remember things? Well, some people don't like to remember anything, so that you know, the ignorance is bliss. I like to live that way sometimes. It works pretty good. But when you need to know something, remember it. What do you like to do? I, I like post-its. I'm a post-it guy. You go in my office, and they're everywhere. If I think of something, I write it down and slap it somewhere so I don't forget. Sometimes I lose, yeah, I can't find the post-it. That's, that's a bad idea. But I try to put them in places where I'll remember. They usually kind of one right after the other on the desk here so I can find it someday. Uh, I know some people try the string thing on the finger, but then they, I've, I've always heard people say I never remember what the string was for after I put it there. So I, I don't go that direction. That doesn't work for me very well. But the purpose that of, of these boxes, whether it's on the forehead or on your hands or on the doorpost, or we, we even saw some like in big entry gates, there'd be a big ones uh, sticking right there. And uh, we had our guide even show us, if you looked right, there's a window there that had the same scripture, same scripture right there in the box so you could see it. The purpose was for them to remember. There's one God. One. And you need to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. All right, we were at the Western Wall, and it was a Thursday, so the they had um, the, uh, the the Torahs were out. Everyone was reading a lot of phylacteries. That's what that's called. This stuff on the hands and on the head. Uh, and we saw them praying, and, and our guide helped us understand because they they tend to rock when they pray. And he, and he said, well, that they're, they're praying with all their heart, and all their soul, and all their might. And so they're, they're physically involved in their prayer because they wanted to be sure that they're praying with all their heart and all their mind and all their soul and all their strength. Imagine. So they're very passionate. We need to be passionate about We need to be the same way. This is just for for Israel. We're of the stock of Israel, right? We're grafted in. Uh, this needs to mean the same thing to us as it does to them. So imagine. You know, I've had some time off. I've had some time to think and pray. Think about the passions we have, things that we love to do. Imagine if you started sticking those things on those boxes and up on your doorpost. How cluttered would it get? The Lord started talking to me about that. You know, men tend to identify with their job. We just do. I haven't been at work since October 31st. Not by choice. It's really easy to 
get depressed after a while. I'm not doing what I love to do. And the Lord checked me on that. Is it a passion? Is it that important? What's more important? What if we had our job? What about school? You know, I see kids get really tied into some of those activities. They love this or they love that or they, you know, whatever it might be. How important is it? Hobbies. Some of us that love sports, your favorite team. The last one might hurt a little. The Lord's work. It's easy to become passionate for the work of the Lord. But it never says, I never see that anywhere in Scripture. It says we're to love Him. When we consider what we do for the Lord, we love to do it because we love Him. That's the purpose. The purpose isn't the work. The purpose is that we love Him. And it's a privilege to do the work of the Lord. But may we never allow the work of the Lord to be what we're passionate about. The Lord needs to come first. How do we love the Lord? How do we love the Lord? Well, aren't you thankful God points that out to us too? We don't have to guess. If we just move over here to Deuteronomy 11, the very first verse. Therefore thou shalt love the Lord thy God and keep his charge and his statutes and his judgments and his commandments always. Always. That's how we love the Lord. Obey. Obedience is the way we love the Lord. We do what he asks. We do what he says. We read his word. We follow it. And we obey it. Christmas time. When Jesus came, he changed the status quo. He really did. You have, you know, you read what you read in Deuteronomy, and now someone shows him and says, I'm God. What? But Deuteronomy 6, 4, what does that say? It says, the Lord our God is one Lord. That was confusing. Then he had the audacity to heal someone during the Sabbath. You don't work during the Sabbath. It was amazing. In Israel, we were in Jerusalem in the hotel during Shabbat, Sabbath. And they uh, even have an elevator for Sabbath because they can't push buttons. If the light gets left on and the sun goes down, the light stays on. If you forgot to turn it on and the sun goes down, it stays off. You don't touch, you don't do anything. Now, our, our guide said they have lots of workarounds because they're Jews. So they, that's how he put it. You know, we have lots of workarounds. They have, they came up with crock pots and different things to help them get through the, through the day. 
But this elevator goes to the bottom floor, waits for about five minutes, goes to the top floor and stops on every floor all the way down so they don't have to touch a button. They don't have to push anything. Jesus healed someone during the Sabbath. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? Now, this is the religious folks talking. Can you, can you see how he was just flipping everything on, everything on his head? What are you, who does this guy think he is? Then he said, we're going to evangelize. What? Jewish tradition, they don't, they don't evangelize. In fact, if someone wants to convert to Judaism, they'll turn them away. You have to come several times and be very purposeful about it before they even consider. So all of a sudden they're hearing that they needed to be light and salt. What do you mean light and salt? Matthew 5, starting at verse 13, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Well, that was new. Evangelizing. Spreading the good news. And then, Mark 16, 5, before Jesus ascended into heaven, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But one thing didn't change. How are we supposed to love God? That didn't change. John 14, 15, if you love me, this is Jesus speaking, keep my commandments. John 15, 10, Jesus speaking again. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Some things didn't change. Aren't you thankful? We can learn from all this. We need to love the Lord with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our might. How can we ever be a light to this world if we can't do that? It's impossible. How can we be salt of this earth? if we can't keep his commandments. Oh, but there's a way. There is a way. One way. One God? One way. John fourteen six. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. One way, one God. 
John 3:16 and 17 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved When I heard that, when I heard that for the first time and I understood it, my whole life changed. I was 24 years old and a wreck. I was going the wrong way and I knew it and I couldn't change it. I was raised in church. I knew that Jesus died on the cross. I knew he rose again. I knew it all. I've heard all the stories. It broke my heart. But it wasn't enough. I needed to surrender to him. And when I finally learned that I, that I, that I could do that, when I finally learned that I could have a relationship that was a one-on-one relationship, when I finally learned that he did it for me individually, not just for the whole world, but it was even just for me. What a change. What a change. When we think about that verse in Deuteronomy, we, we really do understand that we need to give him everything. All of our heart, all of our soul. And that, that takes me to Romans 12. This isn't Jesus speaking, but uh, Paul was a good authority. So we'll, we'll listen to Paul. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. One God, one way. Amen? It's a good way. I'll never forget. It was after the new year. Someone preached from, uh, I think it's Matthew 7. And a knock on the door shall be opened, you know, it's hard to remember things when you're up here, sorry. And I was seeking the Lord, and I realized, you know, I, I had someone talk to me about sanctification, and I came right down here. This is this spot right here. I prayed when I got my, when I was saved, I was right over in that pew. And I just took those verses to the Lord. I didn't know what sanctification was, <clears throat> but I knew that we, I knew I needed it. I did. I never wanted to go back to what I was. I didn't. And I knew that I needed the Lord's help for that. And so I knew I needed to give him all my heart. I needed to give him everything. And I, as I just uh, took that to the Lord and, and he, he came to, he came and, and he, he sanctified me right there. He did. It, it was a, a beautiful experience, but it left me hungry. I found that interesting. Uh, when I when I was when I received my sanctification, 
and I started hearing about the baptism, I really didn't know that that was what I was hungry for. I just felt like I, should, I needed more of God. That's all I was feeling. And um, it took a while. Part of me wanted to understand it. It just gets in the way. Don't try to figure God out. It's just so, it's way too much work and you really can't get anywhere because his, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You just can't go there. I mean, no matter how hard you try. And once I got to that realization, kind of like my brother over here, you know, when we don't know anything, that's the best place to be. Amen? Amen. Well, I want to take us to Luke 24, 49. Again, this is Jesus speaking. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Tarry. You know, sometimes tearing, it might not be just at the altar. Uh, for me, my as I sought the Lord for this, for this, I, 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 I believe that the tearing was everywhere. I went. It was when I was driving to school. It was when I was driving home. It was when I was waking up in the morning. When I was going to bed, I was tearing. I, I, I was, I was desperate for what the God, what God wanted me to have. I, I, I was down here at a young people's meeting during camp meeting, right here. Maybe it was right there. And I, I got, I almost received my, the baptism right there, but I, I had a roadblock. Uh, it was, it was the my music. It's my saxophones. They were just right there, and certainly he didn't need those. You know, I, couldn't I keep that? <laughs> and uh, later that night, though, across the street. I was praying at the altar across the street, and the, the Lord met me there. I finally said, "Okay." I just, I, what was what's the point in keeping something if it's going to keep you from where God wants you to be? It's not always easy, uh, but once you get there, you wonder why it took so long. You wonder what you wonder what the big deal was, right? And, but but until you get there, it, it can be a struggle. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's not, but oh, it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, a little later, I remember I was uh, struggling and uh, couldn't sleep. Felt like this, like this life, this, it, 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 there's something that was just bothering me. And uh, I remember talking to someone about it and uh, they said, well, it sounds like God might be calling something from you. Maybe wants you to do something. I didn't really want to hear that. I just, just was hoping that maybe I could get some rest. That's really all I wanted to worry about. Uh, but I remember uh, talking to my pastor, and uh, he said I would deliver my soul and let me on the way. And I was going, okay, great. I'm good. Well, but then we moved to Chehalis. And I love Chehalis. But a lot of things happen in Chehalis that really turned my life around, upside down a little bit. I got asked to preach in Chehalis. That's what I knew the Lord was asking me to do. I didn't want to do that. I didn't. I don't, I just, there, there's so much that goes along with it. It's not just doing this, which I don't enjoy at all, but it's, it's all of it. 
and uh, didn't think I could do it. I, there's no way. I couldn't do it. And, uh, you know, sometimes we stagger at the call of God. Sometimes we, we just look, it's like, Lord, not, not me. No, no matter what it is, it could be someone asks you to usher or be a Sunday school teacher. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have, you know, whatever it is, you want it. Sometimes we are fearful of letting God down. Second Corinthians 12, 9. This is Paul. This is what Jesus told him. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen. Where would we be if we we only could draw on our strength? It wouldn't take us very far. And we're, we're thankful that we have the Lord to carry the heavy end. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Amen. Amen? It's time for a... It's time to pray. I, I, I wrote down in my notes, self-assessment. That might be what we do in the pew. How are your passions? Where are they at? But we want to give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to do the assessing. Uh, when we come to pray tonight, uh, let, the, let it be an opportunity for God to show us what we need to do. Where, where am I coming up short, Lord? Or if you're, not even, uh, if you're not saved here tonight, if you don't know you're ready for heaven, uh, the, the Holy Spirit can show you what you need to do. It's a simple prayer. It is a simple prayer. It's a, it's a, it's a prayer. You ask for forgiveness and then you, you, you promise to turn 180 degrees from where you were and, and you believe that Jesus died for you. You believe he did it just for you. Not just the world, but everyone, every individual in the world. And it's an opportunity tonight to realize that the Holy Spirit can guide us. That God has more for us. That whatever we are seeking, the Lord can provide. But we need to go through the assessment. Let the Holy Spirit run an assessment on you tonight and be willing to accept what he tells us. That's the hard part sometimes. But if we can accept it, then God can help us move to where he wants us to be. The song is 596. Won't you come and pray?